0: That is the laugh of a semi-drunken maniac, and that's why we like it. Welcome to <laughs> Sip, Smoke, and Savor. It is show number six. Uh, my name is Cruz. My partner is uh, Ian Barry. Uh, Ian, welcome. How are you doing this week? Doing good. I was thinking that we should start like saying what number the show is, because a lot of people are listening on podcasts. I would, I I would do that, easier. but I can't remember either. Well... <laughs> That's why they have this little uh, program on the (laughs) iPad that has the numbers on it. That what do they call it? Oh, uh, calendar. Yeah, calendar. Uh, Yeah. So I, I, you know, have gapped a little bit, but uh, but I've got a few things filled in on my calendar. So so it's show number six. It's sip, smoke, and savor. The program is about um, craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. Uh, And Ian, how was your week? Man, my week was good. Yeah, I had. I had a
1: few nights where I got to sit down and have a cigar and mm-hmm. uh, some drinks. One of the things I brought in was a was a gift. I guess we'll try that out a little later. I got a okay. two gingers bottle here. Okay,
0: Irish oh, good. blended Irish whiskey. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be fantastic. So um, I know that uh, last week you and I went together over to the Grove for the uh, for the beer pairing event. Uh, at the Grove, downtown Houston, and you had talked about going back. I couldn't make it. Did you go?
1: I did not actually make it this okay. week either. Okay. I will okay. try to. I will be trying to make it next week. Next week, you know,
0: because what this means is that you and I have now both missed an opportunity for beer. Yes. So this is probably not sense. a. good... And you can't make that up. You can no, you drink can. more, but you still missed it. <laughs> That's right. You, you never can actually get it back. Is what it amounts to. So, (laughs) so we'll work on that. We we have a great show today. We have a lot of different things going on um, that I want to report to you. There's some uh, great cigar news. There's a new Padron that's out. I want to mention that to you, so you can be on the lookout for that. It's one of the you know ultra premium, super ultra premium Padrons. So we'll talk about that. Uh, We have booze in the news. Craft distillers are working to establish a single malt category for American. Single malts the, you know if, if it's from Scotland it can be called scotch but Correct. the American single malt is still not quite exactly uh, in in a category as far as being judged and, and being you know sampled and so they're t- we'll tell you a little bit about that uh, plus a, uh, a beer bar in Round Rock has been voted the best beer bar in Texas so we'll reveal that to you plus. Joey Williams from Specs is here, and uh, so I want to talk about Specs and my very special relationship very special personal relationship with Specs. But he is their resident beer guru. I don't know if that's the title he uses or not. Specs has a very
1: him. personal relationship <clears throat> with my
0: money. <laughs> yes, this is true. In fact, I I was there the other day. I could have sworn that the uh, that the uh, craft beer aisle, that one of the aisles. Uh, said Ian Berry way right. Uh, right. You, you had some sort of a commemorative sign. <laughs> right, this is this is yes. my beers. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, we look forward to talking to Joey. He's brought along some beers for us to sample today, and this should be good because you know he's way ahead of the curve on this stuff as far as uh, as far as beer guys are concerned. So uh, so I'm psyched about that. So we have a really really good show coming up. Did you smoke anything interesting this week?
1: You know, I went back to an old favorite this week. I had. Uh, and Ilyucion MJ-12. Oh, the MJ-12. And, yeah, that's really nice. I don't know what they do different, like that whole uh, series. But this one's wrapped in foil. And something about it, it's just got such a beautiful, oily wrapper. It's, it's like, almost chewy. It's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful, light. You know, light brown shade uh, Mm -hmm. They also make a Maduro version of it I didn't have one of those That one comes in a gold foil This one's in a silver foil And it's fantastic It's just a big, beautiful smoke It is a big cigar, isn't it? Yeah and uh, it's it's not a huge flavor. It's it's definitely in the medium range, but the smoke is so big and full and mm-hmm. it's okay. This is one of my favorites. One of my go to. So
0: this is a go to. I didn't realize that you that that was a go to for you. That's, that's definitely a go to. Ah,
1: okay. That so, one and the Christoph Maduro. Those well, are. Like I like the Christoph.
0: Yeah, yeah those are good. One. Those are good. Those are good. So, uh, I had a uh, an interesting one One I had not tried before. Uh, it was the Crowned Heads Las Cavaleres Toro. And the uh, Las Cavaleras is a cigar that crown, uh, that crown Heads and my father cigars have collaborated yeah. on. But I was in the um, Heights Cigar Lounge in the Heights in Houston. Uh, popped into there actually for the, for the first time. I've never, never been yeah, there I before. Yeah, I think you mentioned it last time that you I didn't was, know that was there. Yep. I was over uh, in that neighborhood and I thought... I looked it up on my little where to smoke app that you got that you got me started on, <laughs> I and I thought, you know what, uh, I'm so close, I should go because uh, I don't live in that neighborhood, so um, I'm not hip enough to live in the Heights. If you way. can't find know. a reason yeah. not to go to a cigar yeah. shop, you know? well, that's that's exactly right. So I bounce over there, talk to the people. In fact, I, I think we're going to have them on uh, a show in the near future. So looking forward to that. Uh, but I was shopping in their humidor because that's. What I love to do And I noticed that the uh, Artwork on the box For this cigar was that You know, the Day of the Dead um, mm-hmm. art. And I love that stuff I collect some of that stuff I don't collect many things But I have a few pieces of that uh, That I just really like So I thought, okay If they've gone to the effort to do that, then I at least should try the cigar. And then when I found out it was in collaboration with my father, I thought, well, I'll actually do that. So uh, it was very good. A nice toasty flavor, pretty full, uh, some pepper, a little bit of a light sweetness. The thing I almost want to rave about the most about it, though, was the construction. It was pretty breezy the evening I smoked this on the balcony. And, I mean, it smoked like a champ, like never lost its light, never burned too hot on one side. All of which can be challenges sometimes if it's a little, more, that. a little more breezy. So it just it just reminded me of how a cigar is supposed to burn, right? And how not every cigar you know lives up uh, lives up to that. So uh, very nice cigar, price to quality. I think I'd give it an eight and a half. Uh, it is about a ten eleven dollar cigar, so it's not wow. cheap. Wow, okay. but uh, but, it's, but, it's, good. but it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, so. So uh, so the Las Caballeros, I I had the tour, They have a Robusto, and apparently I didn't see one of these, but apparently there's also a pyramid um, in the in the lineup. So, oh, those are fun. Yeah. So uh, so I, I recommend it uh, pretty highly. And uh, uh, wow, the the week has been crazy. There's you know let's get let's get into something before we before we get away from it because I really wanted to talk about this uh, last week and we we kind of ran out of time. So I would love to uh, I would love to to cover this. Let me just, Grab my notes here because I can't can't pick anything up like I'm supposed to. Here it is: Craft whiskey distillers are working to establish. This is booze in the news. An American single malt category. They say that although it's still a small segment of the U.S. whiskey category, American single malts are gaining prominence, and that's thanks to the market's continuing interest in both you know brown spirits and craft spirits in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Stranahan's, uh, which is based in Colorado, reports they're seeing really huge rising demand. They produce a core small-batch American single malt that... You know, retails for about fifty-five dollars, as well as an upscale label Diamond Peak that's around seventy, uh, and that's from the best casks in the distillery. That's their, you know, their their premium. Uh, they also have a limited edition Snowflake release for around a hundred dollars. So when you're starting to like produce in all these different sort of levels and categories, and there's so many more of these craft distilleries that are popping up everywhere, it does begin to, you know, make the case. That it should be a category of its own, and they say this is particularly important, like on premise. They say at restaurants, people don't know where to list these whiskies right, right. in the in the listing. And you in technically the can't put it under Scotch; it just right. has
1: to be under whiskey. But there's. A few other things, bourbons, are whiskey, right. and everything
0: else. So they're saying uh, that that they wind up, you know, getting stuck under the rye category or the bourbon category. So in order to fine tune and focus, he's saying we need to establish the American single malt as a category, just like Scotch. Uh, has done with uh, with Single malt scotch So I'm excited about uh, that Yeah I, I think it would be A good thing I just thought it was An interesting thing That they were actually Organizing the effort to Well actually you, know, a few, this, you know A few episodes ago We had the Yamazaki Which is A uh, yes. Japanese single malt Right Again so, can't be called A scotch because, And where do you put That on the menu Yeah you exactly know? <laughs> With the uh, uh, You know with the um, You know Interesting spirits Or like you know Where do you Where do you, where do you put it I'm not, I'm not even sure But that was good you know, Scotch other than scotch You have brought in A whiskey today Tell, tell us a little bit We're going to sample did. this In I a bit in, tell us a little I brought bit in this. I got
1: this as a gift It's a two gingers It's a blended Irish whiskey mm. And um, It was just one I, I grabbed on my way Out the door I thought You know what We've done Scotch We've done Uh Uh Rum and a few other things, but I don't think we've done an Irish whiskey yet.
0: Where are you on like your favorites? Like, is is single malt just the absolute? I do love the sort of malts. Uh, holy grail. I do. For you?
1: I love the single malts. It's So good, but I like a lot of bourbons, a lot of whiskeys mm-hmm. in general. Um, uh, but yeah, the single malts—that's that's definitely my go-to. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, I like all I like them peaty I
0: like them fruity It doesn't really matter so you've got a pretty, like the pretty broad palate you like the good ones <laughs> I like the good ones it's kind of how I am with cigars people go well do you like the full bodied or the li-? I like the good ones you know uh, <laughs>
2: right. I, I
0: like the ones with flavor that's that's what I'm that's what I'm usually right liking,
1: and then so. which one do I want that depends on the mood because I have uh, three or four varieties of Frag, but I also keep uh, McAllen and a few others. Mm-hmm. In there. It just okay. depends on what I'm in the mood for at the time. And sometimes I even do a little thing that my brother taught me is I make a smoky martini. Oh, now how do you do that? And that is when you make a martini and you put just a tiny bit of scotch in there. Makes it a smoky martini, and
0: it's quite good. Okay, so you're not you're probably not going to believe this, but I for like for the first time very recently, I said to my wife, "You know, I make great martinis," and she's like, "You do? You've never made me a martini." So. Since then, the last several weeks, I've been making martinis like left and right. But <laughs> yes. I don't—I didn't know about the smoky martini. That's—that's that's a really interesting. How much scotch do you put in? Just say for one martini glass, how much? Just scotch?
1: like like uh, you know, like just like you're making it dirty with olive juice. Just a splash is okay. all you need. Right. So I make uh, and my is, dirty martinis my, pretty dirty. Right.
0: Though. This is my little
1: brother that that told me about this. He loves uh, vodkas, and so he he'll make himself you know smoky martinis with vodkas. My uh. And since we're on the uh, uh, martini thing, my older brother, who lives in um, International Falls, Minnesota, which, by the way, gets incredibly cold... Likes to make his what he calls a sub-zero martini. Ah, yes. Where he takes all the components and sticks them outside in the snow when it's 20 below. And I'm not even this exaggerating. Before. This is
0: good. I like this. <laughs> and
1: gives it a few minutes out there and then makes his martini at about 20 below. Well, the colder the better when it comes to <laughs> martinis.
0: That's that's one of those spirits that there's no argument. You know, I love uh, drinking my beer really cold. A lot of beer real beer aficionados tell me uh, it's not supposed to be, you know, that cold. I'll have that argument with you but uh, nobody will argue that about Martinis. Well, I martinis.
1: think beer is very temperature dependent, but this one you have to actually wait until it warms up a little bit
0: to drink it. Yeah, all right. Well, Joey Williams from Specs is here and he has brought goodies, so we're really excited to get to this in the next segment you're listening to Sip, Smoke and Savor on Radio Brave. Welcome back to the show about the good life. It's sip, smoke, and savor craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. My name is Cruz, my partner, Ian Barry, uh, and our special guest. We are really psyched to uh, welcome uh, Joey Williams from Specs in Houston uh, to the program. Joey,
3: welcome on board. Thank you guys very much, but I've told you it's nothing to be excited about.
0: Oh, well, see, I'm excited. See, you have to understand, I have a very special relationship with, with specs and it extended to back when i moved to houston in the 90s and i was talking to uh, a buddy about cigars and he says have you been to the humidor at specs i lived in midtown at the time which was not called midtown back then it was I think just called Montrose, which I know there's still a Montrose, but I lived in the part that if you live there today, it's Midtown. So anyway, uh, he goes, oh, you got to go over to Specs. they got this great walk-in humidor. And this is before it was remodeled and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, so I go over there and I walk in the store. And I I think I'd been in one of the other you know Specs locations, although there weren't as many at that time as there are now, because now Specs has taken over the world. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but I walked in. I walked in the store, and it was kind of like that moment like uh you know a lot of religions they talk about like doing paintings and stuff that show like the the moment of conversion like this that that was it for me. I had this sort of you know angels appeared, oh you know it was that it was that type <laughs> of thing I was like, oh. Somebody built a store for me. Like it was, it's like the Candyland. Oh my God! It was, and then you know I went in the humidor, and it was like one of the biggest ones I'd been in. You know, in in town at that time, and so um, you know I've I've now. Of course, Specs has expanded; is all over Texas now. I've been to the Specs in a lot of different, you know, Texas cities, and and then moved away from Texas for a while. Really missed Specs right. while I was gone, and so got to come back and really appreciate kind of being reintegrated into the Specs customer family, as it were. So, uh, so I have a special relationship with Specs, and I have to say, and I haven't been to all the stores, uh, Joey, but certainly the Specs uh main location, the flagship store on Smith Street in Houston uh, probably has the largest selection of craft beer for sale in one place that I've seen at an actual Functional we we store. hear that.
3: We hear that a lot.
0: Uh, if there's a bigger one, I haven't been there. I've been to a lot of interesting places, but I think yours is like the broadest and deepest selection.
3: We, we've we've got a couple of beers there, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's definitely a selection. We have guys coming from around the country and around the world uh, to come in and meet us, meet with our buyers because of because of specs and doing business with us. And I've not met any of them that have not been completely impressed. I walk in there on a daily basis and I'm completely overwhelmed.
0: Now, it's something I've really seen grow. I will say this because when I walked into Specs for that first time in the nineties and, you know, fell in love with the humidor and, and and started looking around, you know, there were lots of spirits, there was a great selection of beer, but it was really about the wine. Like that was where Specs was like, Wow, I've never seen anything like this wine selection. I think, although the beer department's not as large as, as the wine department, but I think it has grown like exponentially faster over the last what, ten years or so than maybe any other department in the store. I mean, just
3: the explosion of craft beer, for one thing, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. It's definitely become uh, uh, maybe not necessarily a focus, but definitely a consideration in, in the way we do business nowadays.
0: So if if I'm in, you know, I don't know, Michigan or someplace, and I'm brewing a craft beer and people seem to like it in my hometown, is it a difficult thing because there's, I think we did the stat last week. Over like over 4,200 craft breweries. Correct. In the U.S., like uh, there's so many to choose from. It's like how does that guy? Uh, with his small craft brewery in you know Michigan someplace, how does he get Specs attention to be distributed in Texas? So is it about ha-
3: going through a distributor. There's a, there's a handful of things that he could, has to do before I can even consider them. Okay. Uh, so you have to talk to TABC and get a license from the TABC. The brewery does the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Correct. Commission. and then right. you have to get a distributor. But <clears throat> that, that that's once you decide to get to Texas. The, right. the, the consideration there is it's expensive we a lot of people. were a lot of ground. And you probably, if you're in Michigan, there's a lot of states in between that would make logistical sense to be in first. Mm-hmm. So it, Texas is not high on a priority list for a lot of people, not because they don't want to be here, but because the things to do to get here are, uh, a are difficult. Steep, yeah. and, and now so many regional breweries have gotten to a point now where Texas is a focus that just about every week, we've got somebody new coming in, and you, you've forgotten somebody that came in six months ago that you were dying for five years ago.
0: Ian and I have talked about this. We love the Texas Isle That's my favorite yeah, aisle, and Texas I, I, I have nightmares aisle. about that aisle.
3: <laughs> I play Tetris over there, and I just got word that we've got a Dallas brewery coming down tomorrow that I don't have room for, and I'm going to have to figure that out when I get back. Okay, so how does that work? You gotta, it, doesn't. You gotta, it doesn't. It doesn't? It yeah? doesn't. You just well, got to so make do you, it do? you just figure it out somehow? I, yes. I hope, fingers crossed, that uh, I don't. I don't really know where half this stuff is going to go. So, if if there's a
0: brewery that you decide to carry and it doesn't sell that well, like, is
3: there a threshold
0: that, uh, say, a certain um, style or or um, brand of beer would have to hit? In order to be able to stay on the shelf, when you've got all
3: this competition for shelf space, it, it's it's less about the the style of beer; it's more mm-hmm. about customer interest. Uh, okay. Are are people buying it? Are they taking it home? Are they coming mm-hmm. back and buying it again? Um, I don't know that there's necessarily necessarily a threshold that's above my pay grade to make that decision outside of my store, but um, I'm sure I'm sure there's a, there's some algorithm and some formula that we use to say, hey, if you don't sell this much, we're not going to carry it at these locations, this location, or at all. Right. So the
0: reason I ask is because if I go and I find something new and I've never heard of it before, I may like, like, oh man, I got to make sure they keep carrying this. (laughs) Because it is. New craft beers are coming out like every month. Mm -hmm. It's like that shelf space, there's only so much room in the store. Mm -hmm. Uh, that shelf space is is pretty precious, wouldn't you? Think? Well, I
1: notice on a lot of the uh, satellite locations that they really do a good job of dialing in what that area is going to sell.
3: Well, that's that's less us and more the consumer. You guys you guys buy it on a regular basis, and that dictates to us. This is something you right. should continue carrying. Um, as far as what we keep on shelves, that's that's how you decide it. And going back to what you were just talking about, I've, I've had constant conversations recently about. I'm so sad that I don't revisit so many favorites, so many classics, so many beers that. Got me into beer, and I have Mm -hmm. fond stories of, but because I'm trying so many new things, I've forgotten them, and so I'm trying to make a concerted effort now to every once in a while go back and get, you know, West Mall Triple, Saison DuPont, guys that have been brewing beer longer than we were at Country.
0: I was just going to say, just this week, I had a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and I was like, "That's a great Man, one." To go I back forgot to. how great that beer that is. You know, like well, not
3: not just that, but the sentimentality. That's the reason I have a job. I tell everybody about Anchor Steam. Not always the most exciting beer. The without San Francisco. That, without uh, that beer, craft beer wouldn't have gotten started when it was, and it wouldn't. It, it, that that beer, we owe that beer my job. Okay, and so, craft beer in general. So tell us
0: that story, because I don't know that I know that Anchor... I, I knew it was an early one, but I didn't know it was
3: so as it influential is, as you're saying. It was... Uh, so Anchor Steam uh, Steam beer originated in California during the Gold Rush. They were brewing German beer at a time when they didn't have ice, so they had to figure out how to make it work. Uh, so steam <laughs> fermentation is where it came from. Uh, but <clears throat> Prohibition wreaked, wreaked havoc on the brewing industry, and most independents closed up shop. Uh, Anchor did not. Um, it was the 1960s. A uh, mm-hmm. gentleman named Fritz Maytag was related. I think he was the grandson of the Maytag family appliance uh, mm-hmm. folks. Was in California. Uh, his favorite restaurant was the Spaghetti Warehouse. And he went in, had a pint, and uh, the, the bartender there said, Hey, Fritz, you should go by and check out this brewery. Knowing that the brewery was about to go to business and Fritz happened to have money. Fritz shows up. Falls in love and says, "I want to buy the brewery." He does. He resurrects craft beer and his passion for beer and history. Um,
0: and this he, is the '60s. You're
3: talking. To the one, '60s. Right? He was. He was. He was far, far and away. Well, well before Sierra Nevada. And anybody else? All of them mark him as the as the forefather, the the grandfather of American love. craft beer.
0: Wow, what a great story! Like uh, just because he was passionate about the beer, you know. Mm -hmm. That's
3: every day. That's what you hear in the community. Yeah, and I think that's one thing I've
0: noticed. You know, uh, Joey, with you, with with some of the uh, guys that we've had uh, that have been on the show, it's their passion for the beer. It's not the money. Is so
3: interesting. It's (laughs) not the money. It's beer. Beer. You don't do beer for money. Yeah. Well,
0: and and so many of the of the smaller uh, breweries and the craft breweries, it's not. You know, they might make a profit, but it's not a it's not a money making venture. Well, no. Have you
3: ever been to a brewery? Not not a yeah. push button brew, mm-hmm. but the smaller guys. That's yeah. a lot of manual labor. Oh a yeah, lot. absolutely. That's, that's there's no fun in brewing.
0: You have to you have to just enjoy sitting down at the end of the day with that brew in hand that you know was made there. And that your guys, you it and helps, your guys, together it helps together. With,
3: with some Irish whiskey as well. Uh, well, good because we have both of <laughs> yes,
0: them. Sir, uh, do. We have both of them here, and we're, we're going to be uh, we're going to be getting to that in the next segment. Actually, uh, uh, tasting some of the things that Joey was kind enough to bring along. Uh, and I'm really excited to share these. We we should tell you, uh, Joey, Ian, and I, when we talked about launching this show several months ago, before we got started, uh, the one thing that was the real you know, we felt like it'd be great for people who enjoy cigars, who enjoy craft brew, who enjoy craft spirits, to be able to, you know, sort of have something to rally around and kind of like a connection point. And we'll, you know, start a thing on Facebook, and we'll, you know, just kind of connect people, and that'll be fun. But the real motivating this
1: factor is, all this effort goes into this one,
0: one thing.
3: You guys are starting a cult? No, it's simpler okay. than that. Okay. The real
0: motivating factor? Samples. Samples. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's why we started we the show, samples. and we fully admit it. So, <laughs> so Joey's brought samples, and we'll be we'll be getting to those. Uh, we'll we'll do the tasting in the next segment, uh, Joey. But tell us what we're going to be tasting so, first, mm-hmm. and what made you choose it.
3: You've got a, a handful of my favorites and things that I continue to go back to on a regular basis. Uh, from Oasis out of Austin, you have their Luchesca Lager, light, crisp, and easy. And then you have two beers that are of my favorite style. You happen okay. to be in the middle of summer of saison. Uh, Saison's a Belgian style, and I have two incredibly unique approaches, both of which are new to us, uh, and both of which people need in their lives right now. Okay, so we'll be
0: getting to those. I'm very excited about it. I know probably less about Saison than most other, you know, styles that's of beer. That's my absolute so favorite
3: style of beer. I will ram that down your throat. I am so excited that
0: you're here to to tell us about all that cuz that's going to be fantastic. So that's going to be coming up in the next segment. We will be tasting and talking about those things plus we still have some blended Irish whiskey here to uh try two gingers, which I just it just connected with me what the title means. So I love that. Uh and uh, <laughs> and we also are going to be telling you about the new Padron which has been uh, released onto the market. Uh, there were like forty-two gazillion new cigars released at the big, you know, thing in Las Vegas, the big cigar show in Vegas here recently. So this is one of the standouts. We'll be telling you about that coming up. It's sip, smoke, and savor back uh, with um, some beer tasting next. Sounds great. It's all right. It's Sip, Smoke, and Savor, the show about craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. By the way, our little music bumper there, I'm excited to say I'm actually going to see them Tonight, that's Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and I haven't seen them since the swing craze of the mid nineties. Yeah, that's uh, been a while. But they are so fun live. It's just been you know years since I've seen them, and they're playing out at uh, at Dosey Dose. So I'm going out to going out to see that show. So
1: at dosi I think the, I remember seeing them at the Urban Art Bar. The
0: Urban Art Bar, what a great place yeah. that is. Here's a here's a tip that no one except me will care about, but I'll say it anyway. The guy that ran the Urban Art Bar, Skip. Uh huh. He's, yeah, he's one of our lawyers for the yeah. show. Nice. <laughs> It's a small world.
3: That's a good person to know I think.
0: Yes, yes, especially when we're about to start beer tasting. Yes. Here we are. Uh Joey from uh, from Specs is in, Joey I refer to you as beer guru. What is your actual title at Specs? Uh I, do you have a, a, if, t- if you
3: want an to get an official title? I am I'm the beer department manager at the Smith Street location. Okay, and that's obviously the the is Smith Street the biggest Specs or are some of the Dallas and other locations actually larger? I believe Smith Street is larger, maybe not just sales floor but we do have three other floors. We have mm-hmm. two floors of warehouses and two floors of uh uh, offices as well. Okay, I, I tell people all the time that that specs as big as it is is still mom and pop mom and pop office upstairs and I'm regularly on the sales mm-hmm. floor helping customers like the rest of us.
0: Yeah, and I've seen that happen. By mm-hmm. the way, I've been I've been helped by uh, mom and pop mm-hmm. uh, in the store. So it's and pretty they're cool. great people. Yeah, I love the family. Yeah, they really are. Uh, and I love the whole vibe of the store. And it's you're right. It has a mom and pop feel to it in a way that most stores that size don't have, at least the Smith Street location, which is the one I go to the most. But I've been to uh, one of the Dallas locations I've been to. I think all of the Austin locations have been to San Antonio and several others. And it's just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a fan of the whole establishment. You know, I've got uh,
1: family all over the United States here and there. Mm-hmm. And anytime they come in, I always find it amusing to go, hey, I just need to run up to the liquor store. <laughs>
2: right. And they're and, thinking to the it. And walk pass- them into that. Yeah, yeah. It's its so like throwing a tourist
1: we, in the middle of New York all a sudden. We have people
2: bring, bring
3: <laughs> their family straight from the airport. We're the first stop <laughs> on a regular basis. That's As the first. It should be.
0: Yes. As it should be. Uh, So, Joey, uh, tell us what the first beer is going to be, and let's open and drink. Yes, let's let's open and drink. Uh, So the first one,
3: yeah, I do too. The first one is uh, from a brewery out of Austin called Oasis. They got their start one of the brewers at Five One Two, which you're probably familiar with.
0: But that's a great. They make a great IPA. I know they that. make
3: a great couple Pe- of Pecan
0: beers. Bacon porter. Oh yeah, yeah. Pecan See? porter's delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll learn this very quickly. Like I gravitate to the IPAs. He gravitates towards the uh, uh, you know the porters and the darker. Uh, I gravitate
3: towards I mean. bubbles. So yeah, I, I really love, love it at it at it that it point oh, man. <laughs> so, the, this so yeah, is, tell us about this one again. This is the Lucchese. I think, Luchessa. is the pronunciation. But uh, it light, crisp, easy drink a german style lager uh it is one of my favorite everyday drinkers i matter of fact i had one of these with breakfast this morning because you can't drink all day if you didn't start in the morning of course yes (laughs) but
1: uh beer is not just for breakfast anymore that's right baby it's
3: it's for all day every day but uh somebody comes in the store and they want to try something new but they want something like crisp easy drinking they want a party and they want to do a crowd Mm -hmm. pleaser this is the way i go i think you
1: call that a gateway beer
3: I, I think you just call it beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this this is very good. So it's it's you're right though, and and Ian, I understand the term you're talking about, gateway beer, because this would be a really easy beer to recommend to somebody who's like, you know, I'm just kind of getting started. A lot of the craft beer stuff is too intense for me.
3: What is the what's uh, what's a, what's a for, good way to yeah, start? for people moving you know? from
1: from just your general macro brew to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah,
3: beer. I mean, I I do my best to tell everybody that. Uh, I drink High Life on a regular basis.
1: Are you, are you living the High Life? Well, I, wow. I
3: do. I do. do? That is okay. Sixteen ounces—the perfect size for a shower beer. <laughs> and occasionally, sometimes you just want cold bubbles. And it, I, yeah. So I I, I I have no.
1: It's the champagne of beers.
3: Don't stop. Go away. <laughs> Just no. But it's it's beer is beer. Uh, no, seriously, it says it right on there. No, yeah. I'm I'm fully aware. But it's, no. there's there's something for everybody. So I would say though, I
0: love this because I've always felt like you should like what you like, not what you think the hipsters tell you you're supposed to like. Exactly. That you don't really like as exactly. much as what you
3: like. Exactly. But when you like you, you, when you don't like something I don't I like, you're wrong. <laughs> It's perfect. And you're welcome. It's perfect. So this so is this, this is a great beer. This exceptional. is very light. What is great about this one, you walk into a Specs and you ask where the Oasis beer is, go look at that shelf price across the state because because of just a great deal they have going. Um, in July for our American Summer Program, this was 5 dollars 5 a six-pack. How do you get it that inexpensively? Uh, you have to buy a lot of it. Okay. And so we're, we're buying a lot of it. Wow. Well, uh, I can
0: tell you, this, you should sell a lot of it, too, because this is we really do, good. Is we nice. do.
3: We, we buy a lot because you guys buy a lot from us. But regular, every day, I think right now, it's $6.99 a six ninety nine a six-pack.
0: So this is the Luchesa Lager, and the brewery, again, Oasis, Texas. Oasis. And this is... Out of Austin. The Austin area, Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. Why do you think... Uh, I guess, I mean, Austin is such a hip town. It's where I went to college. I love it. Um, Austin, why is the craft brew thing... So much more intense there in terms of breweries popping up than it seems to be in some some other Texas cities.
3: I, Is it just the college student? It, it may be yeah. a college town thing. It may be – everybody tells me that Austin's got a lot of California and it's the most California mm-hmm. thing in Texas. I, I legitimately have absolutely no idea.
0: Every time I go back to Austin, uh, it seems like there are new beers – that weren't there the time that I went before. Yeah, you know? the list of
1: breweries there is just crazy now.
0: This might be a good time to mention this since uh, um, since Round Rock and Austin are you know rapidly becoming the same town uh, as Austin. You know, sort of you know oozes north. Um, Brass Tap in Round Rock has been named by CraftBeer.com readers as the best beer bar in Texas. Craftbeer.com readers were asked to nominate their favorite craft beer bar in their state and fill out a short survey. So you actually had to be a little bit passionate about this to, to do it, not just check in a box. You had to fill out a survey uh, about what makes it so great, including atmosphere, staff, beer selection, special events. There were over 9,000 votes cast in total from August to December of last year when they tallied this up. The brass tap and round rock was the winner for the state of Texas. Uh, they have 60 rotating taps that are devoted exclusively to craft beers. Uh, the Tap wall changes uh, every day. They make, a, wow. uh, they make a rotation of some sort every day. Uh, they're located in a, uh, a building that's 110 years old on Main Street in the downtown sort of historic district of Round Rock. And um, they just mentioned here that, by the way, they got uh, 60 draft beers, 200 in bottles and cans. And they mentioned that one of the things they have that very few other bars have is the presence of two ghosts who've resided in the building for decades.
1: What's their favorite kind of beer?
0: I wonder. It says one of the ghosts is a young woman in a white wedding dress who's been seen gliding up and down the staircase. The other ghost shouldn't be drinking because it's a little boy who can be heard bouncing a ball on the second floor. They say some of the female guests swear they've heard him knocking on the bathroom doors and then running away.
1: Now that's interesting. Actually, that
0: was me. It wasn't the ghost. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) no, I'm I'm kidding.
1: But anyway, I think we're going to cross over into another show here real quick. Have you you
3: been to uh, the brass tap? I've not, but interesting story. Uh, I was on a trip to Belgium that a supplier gave us, and uh, on my trip was the owners of the Round Rock Brass Tap franchise and their bar manager, and they are incredible people. Oh, how awesome! Uh, Yeah, there's. There, there's some good stories about uh, about them. They're they're good people, good good humor.
0: Well, I'm sure that they have the Lucha Lager uh, on tap. If uh, it, I'm sure they've got it in, in the cans, uh, but I'm sure they have probably got it on tap as well. There, I wouldn't be surprised with it being a local Austin thing. We, we uh, could always make a road trip. Yes, I think we should and, and go find out. I believe that anytime some a survey like this comes out. You know, it's important to verify. Trust yes. to verify. You know, I, I don't I don't see any reason that this is not the case, but I think we should probably investigate all the same. So um, so the second beer you have us... Uh, so the next beer yeah.
3: is uh, Funkworks, which is new to Houston. They've been in Dallas for a while, but this is their Nelson Savin Saison. Um, Nelson Savin's my favorite hop varietal out of New Zealand. Uh, named Savin for its similarity and character in character to New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc wine. So you got mm-hmm. bright citrus grape, florals, citrus. Beautiful. Uh, layered over the beauty of a Belgian-style saison. Um, so saison is a style that originated in Belgium uh, on family farms when water wasn't safe to drink. That's how they hydrated their workers. So this is the original lawnmower beer.
0: And saison, for those of you who are not as familiar with this style, it's spelled S-A-I-S-O-N. So it it's is not the French
3: the, word for season.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, but it's not how we would think the French word would be spelled with a. See in the beginning and all that. This is this is a uh, this is a. I'm not smart enough to
3: know spelling, (laughs) but uh, so just bright citrus, dry, effervescent, a little bit of spice, just beauty, easy to drink. Mm. It says serve at fifty degrees in a tulip glass. Which oh, I don't listen to anybody that tells you how to drink your beer.
1: Oh, I like. Almost get a little bit of grapefruit in there. Yeah, Mm. that's that. That's that that hop. Yeah, that's
0: beautiful. Mm. Oh, I do taste the grapefruit. You're so right, Ian. Um, That's—I don't know if it's power of suggestion, but like uh, I could totally taste that. Whoa! And we have one that just got opened. That a is a uh, beer. So, oh, this, this is, is going to be exciting. Here, this
3: is this is uh, this is still uh, dripping on the floor. <laughs> So that
0: was a very excitable beer.
3: This is uh-huh. something exciting for us. Uh, collective Brewing out of Fort Worth is fermenting in barrels. So this is uh, a barrel fermented saison, which is, you can only find at my store in town. We deal directly with the brewery. Wow. And uh, it's it's exceptional liquid.
0: Okay. So we're going to get to that one in the next segment, because I think we're going to use uh, the break to try to clean up the carpet here so we don't get... Uh, uh, you know, of all of the shows uh, that that do their uh, uh, to do their recording and their broadcasting from this studio, we're the only one that will potentially leave behind a smell. That's so uh, <laughs> that's I think important to you know realize that we will get uh, you know we'll get in trouble for this. If anyone does, it'll be uh, it'll be our, us our so. show spills over. Uh, so I want to talk about this uh, just for a moment. This Nelson, how do you how do you pronounce Seven. it? Nelson Savin. It's a single hopped
3: saisson. This is. Uh, is is this a higher than normal alcohol content? Is it? Uh, uh, it's it's moderately strong, probably about six, maybe seven percent alcohol. Mm-hmm.
0: And this comes in in you know regular four, sized, pack, uh, four pack, twelve ounce bottles. Four pack, twelve ounce bottles. So um, when some of these beers will retail for. You know the same amount for maybe a four pack as you would buy something else for a, for a six pack. Correct. Yes. Why? Why is that? What? What makes it uh, the process or the ingredients are, are? It's just more expensive to correct, make. Correct. Okay. So you can tell us a little bit about that, and we want to try this beer that has just exploded all over the uh, control room. Uh, when we come back, it's sip, smoke, and savor on Radio brain Radio Brave. Come for the music, stay for the cheese fries.
1: Oh, it's going to be huge. Mind and Music Radio.
0: It's Sip, Smoke, and Savor. Craft beer, craft c- craft cigars. Craft beer, craft spirits. Uh, I haven't had that much, honestly. Uh, and fine cigars. Welcome back to the show on Radio Brave. Um, okay, so uh, I want to. We really appreciate Joey Williams uh, from Specs for coming in. The uh, I, I'm still going to
3: call him Beer Guru, even though that's not his official title, but uh, but I like that one the best. Um, it's better than sometimes I've, I've been called Beer Yoda, uh, the Beer Rain Man, which <laughs> I don't know that anybody could take complimentary, but uh, it's I'll take Guru. Joey, I tell
0: you what, we're going to do in Uh, A showing of our appreciation and our thanks to you for coming in here today. Uh, We're going to do something now to drive even more business into your already very successful specs location.
3: Thanks for coming in. Here's more work to do. Yes, exactly. Thank you, guys. Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
0: And you'll really love this, too. Uh, But during the break, we were talking off mic, and you mentioned that you'd had Pokemon Go sightings in the beer department.
3: I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I hate all of you. So up front, up front we have a sign uh, yeah. for the cashiers to say, happy birthday to whoever on, on this day and this year, you're 21. Right. And every month we change it based on things going on. Well, somebody, <clears throat> I have yet to find out. But when I do, you will know them because I will nail the, some some power pole outside of the store. But <laughs> Somebody has set us up as a gym. Oh. I don't don't understand. I don't understand. Did you see there was a pub crawl downtown for Pokemon? I heard about that. Not only do you have sober people walking into traffic playing this game, but now you've got drunk people walking bar to bar playing. Mm. Just stop. All of you, stop.
0: I live next to a major park downtown Houston, uh, Discovery Green, and I go down there at night sometimes to walk my dog and... I just see the the park. It's summer, like it's full of people. Like I think, wow, this is so great! All these people coming out and enjoying nature, and, the, and then I realize every one of them is looking at
3: their phone. They're all looking for Pokemon. That is my favorite thing when I see a coworker or a customer walk around the store looking at their phone. Everybody thinks you're playing Pokemon. And most of them just look up and put their phone and away. And put the phone away! I and then it. somebody got me the other day, so... <laughs> yeah,
0: well, there you go. Um, Joey, we we actually really do appreciate you coming on. And, I'm glad and to be We Thank you guys. love Specs. We're enormous fans. And uh, I'm coming in tomorrow to shop, actually, so I'll see you then. Uh, but um, this third beer that you bought us, when, uh, when you opened this during the last segment, uh, it got a little excited and uh, and showed off some of its carbonation. just happy to be here
3: and wanted to get in you guys' mouth quicker yep. than I was ready for. There you go. So, so this is tell uh, me about this. This is Collective Brewing out of Fort Worth. Uh, they are a brewery that is all barrel fermentation, which is incredibly unique. Um, you may find that in some really esoteric uh, Belgian breweries and and French mm-hmm. farmhouse breweries overseas. Uh, but domestically, you, you don't really find barrel fermentation. Um, so why is that? Is it just an extra step that takes a lot longer? Barrels aren't jacketed, so they, they can't control temperature. You're okay. you're kind of subject to ambient temperatures for your fermentation, where the the beautiful stainless ones have a glycol jacket, so they can control fermentation to make dependent, beautiful beer. This is a little bit harder, but in my opinion— Harder to
0: be consistent, maybe, right? To yeah. be
3: consistent and to get a, a good drinkable product in the end. But okay. <laughs> in my opinion— something like this is is more craft and it's it's more of the brewer's art and the end result this is if you walk into the store today tomorrow yesterday and you ask me what i was excited about like i told you guys before the break what's blowing my skirt up Mm -hmm. this is this is it it's it's barrel fermented it's it's a little tart it's really funky it's kind of hoppy it's there's just so much going on it's delicious ian what do you taste here
1: uh, the tartness right up front is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um almost has kind of a lime or a lemon mm-hmm. kind of finish to it Yeah, that's also very interesting. Um it's fizzy, mm-hmm. which I wasn't really expecting either. It has more carbonation than I would expect and
3: Well, you saw it you saw it happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After that, yeah, yeah, I would
1: expect it to have been um, uh, some of that would have been gone. It's quite interesting and nice. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying
3: that. My, my favorite word to use is interesting because immediately people want to know interesting in a good way or a bad way. Right. I, I think this is interesting in the best way possible.
0: It is interesting, but yes, you're right, in a, in a good way. How about this? It's complex? It's maybe more complex it's, than it is. It's one, one of those beers, beers you, you want to drink. spend a lot of time
3: with. Yeah.
1: I have a feeling that uh, depending on what else you may be doing, if you're eating or even snacking or. Uh, those kind of things. This would probably go good with some different cheeses and things like mm-hmm. that. It would probably change the flavor. As so my well.
3: curiosity when I was walking up here, <clears throat> sip, smoke, and savor. I didn't know if this was something where you guys were going to talk about uh, beers with cigars because most of the ones I brought were very so. Two of them are saisons for the summer saison, but this one more than the other two, I think, would have an option for a cigar, would it not? So, well,
0: I think so. And so, since you brought this up, this I really like to ask you about this. Because I think any. Beer, you think any beer?
1: Can have a cigar with it now.
0: See, I, I understand what you're saying, but uh, as a fan of IPAs, which have a definite bitter, you know, uh, quality to them, I notice that sometimes—and this is true with some of my favorite IPAs—that I don't enjoy my cigar as much if I smoke it. Or if I smoke it while I'm drinking the IPA, because there's
3: something about the bitter from the beer. Can do you think clash it's the bitter, little or do you think tobacco? it's like the, the the green vegetal of of the hop?
0: Maybe I may not be describing it right. I, I always think of it as the bitter. Yeah, but it but it could be that. And then there are other beers that that don't seem to that don't seem to have that. With in fact that are that are maybe even nicely paired. And drinking uh, this, and I'm sorry, I, I can't see the bottle
3: from here. It's, it's the Collective the, Urban Funk House.
0: Urban Funk House. I don't know if we if we totally identified this correctly. So the Collective Brewing Project is the brewery, correct? Out of Fort Worth, yes, sir. Out of Fort Worth, which talk about hipster towns, by the hey, way. Hey, 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 hey. Fort Worth is turning At into a it's total hipster town. That's right. Yeah, We love it for that. Um, but Urban Funk House is the beer. It does have, as I mentioned, uh, uh, being a fan of the it's kind of day of the dead artwork on it, and this is what size is this bottle? This it's is uh a, a 500
3: 375 milliliter, I believe. So, somewhere in between your average beer bottle and the it's bigger 750s. than 12 and yeah. smaller than a 750. Yeah,
0: so but this is really good. And uh, Urban Funk House, this I think has got really nice, no- like I get a little bit of that citrus, that floral mm-hmm. note makes it feel like it would work well. Mm-hmm. With a cigar? And you're telling me everything works well. It all, it all works. You just have to find the right cigar combination. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe that's it. So, so this the, is something we really would love to get into in so future the, shows. The, the,
3: one, the one I'm working on is pairing, uh, you're all familiar with the, the idea of a boiler boilermaker. Uh-huh. Well, with, with craft spirits being so popular and craft beer, elevating that. So right now I'm doing tequila shots and sour beer, where the sour beer is your lime and salt chaser. I just did an article about that, but that that's been the most fun i've had in a very long time with beer is is pairing a beer with a shot pairing it
0: with a specific shot so yeah, if you so if you do
3: this liquor as a shot yes.
0: here's the right beer to pair it up yes. with to, to, yes. to chase it interesting. and even if it,
3: even if it doesn't work it's alcohol so i'm not upset. I was to say right, it reminds right.
0: me of my college days except for the part about trying to pair you yeah.
3: know? <laughs> just it was just like drinking yes.
0: yes. um Wow. that's uh, that's really interesting so Anything you can tell us from that? Like anything that was a standout for you?
3: So uh, in the article, uh, which you can find on specsonline.com uh, in the newsletter or on the blog. Um, <clears throat> currently, my favorite is a is a good blanco tequila. Right now, I'm d- drinking tequila ocho uh, blanco with uh, the nice. jolly pumpkin oro de calabaza. Just great depth, good acidity, incredible. Uh, one of the ones I can't shake the memory of was a. Uh, Siempre Azul uh, Reposado Tequila. That is my favorite tequila. They do some incredible stuff, and pair that with Rodenbach's Grand Cru, Big Sour Red. Uh, the tequila oftentimes strips some of the challenging flavors that you're finding here, um, and just leaves just beauty. And it's it, it's always so much fun. I bought a bottle of that
0: uh, Siempre Azul, mm-hmm. uh, the Reposado, by by accident, uh-huh. mostly because that's it was the best accident you could have made, and I could not believe how much I liked it, how much better it was than añejo tequilas yeah. that cost three, four, five times yes. uh, that. So, yes. so that and pure Vida are my like mm-hmm. absolute favorites. I I love that tequila. That's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. So. Yes. Uh, I can't believe you mentioned that. Of all the tequilas, I can't mm-hmm. believe you mentioned that.
1: All right. um, so I'm actually going on a camping trip tomorrow. What's going to be a good camping tequila and beer mixture?
3: So mm. for, for the price, I, my recommendation to everybody is Espelon Blanco or Espelon Reposado. It's like 20 bucks for a seven fifty. dollars I did have a customer tell me that that was not as smooth for them as others. Uh, but you and I talked off air, I, I like rough edges. So smooth is, is not, not really something I use favorably. Um, but uh, that's at bars. That's usually what they offer me, and that with beer in general goes well.
0: Noted. I would just like to point out that this may be the only show on the air anywhere in any format where one of the hosts just said, "I'm going camping. Do you have any suggestions for a tequila and beer pairing for camping?" Like that. Yes.
3: that this would be this would be it. We're well, unique in this. Un- unique now, but let's get that trend going. Yes. Let's, let's have more. <laughs> well.
0: Last year we do
1: this every year. Last year I actually bought the cigar malt oh. from Dalmore, and that goes really well with cigars. Like they know what they're doing.
3: So, so you really are going camping. Have you? So you were talking about your your smoky martini. Have you seen the tobacco vodkas? No. Yeah, that's a thing. So you're welcome. <laughs> okay, I'm
0: I'm making a note right now. Tobacco vodkas. Tobacco vodkas. Wow, okay, so that'll be coming up on a future edition of. Sip, smoke, and savor. You did that to yourself. Uh, yes. <laughs> and thank you for that. Um, so um, I know we've got a, another segment, and we're going to be trying the Two Gingers uh, um, uh, whiskey that uh, that Ian brought in with him today, which, by the way, I greatly appreciate. Thank you very much. So Whiskey's did you guys
3: see – <clears throat> so uh, there is a trend in craft beer of aging beer in used spirit barrels? Yes. Did you see that uh, Jameson reversed that? And they aged their whiskey inside of used barrels that had had beer in them. Interesting. So they it's, it's a it's it's currently available on shelves as far as I know, but it's whiskey aged in barrels that formerly housed beer, which previously had whiskey in it. I actually so have a whiskey, tear in beer, beer, eye right whiskey, now. whiskey beer whiskey. Yeah. Yes, oh. yeah. So it's all come full circle. There is so much
0: that's right about everything you just said. You're welcome. (laughs) I bet that would make a good whiskey beer for him. Boilermaker right there. Yeah, probably. And here we were giving him a hard time about Pokemon earlier. (laughs) Shut up. I apologize. (laughs) You You should. That was was wrong of me. Yes. All right, when we come back, we're tasting two gingers. And I just have a few more questions uh, for Joey, beer guru from Specs in Midtown Houston. This is Sip, Smoke, and Savor on Radio Brave. Sip, smoke, and savor. Craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. See, I can say it. I haven't had that much to drink. Uh, Welcome back uh, to our final segment on show number six. Uh, We have uh, Joey Williams from Specs in the studio with us. Uh, Guys, a little smoky news here after uh, uh, some tweaks and changes and designs. The final version of the brand new Padron, Siri 1926, number 90. Has made its debut. It came out in Las Vegas at the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Trade Show. Which talk about a party! Thank you. Um, the uh, the big surprise about this one is that it's round because the big uh, expensive Padron cigars are generally box pressed. Yeah. Uh, and this one's going to be round. Part of the reason is it's being released in tubos. Oh. Uh, so there's going to be a I think a red tube for the Maduro and a white tube for. Um, uh, for the regular one. The cigar was released about one month after the 90th birthday of Jose Orlando Patron, uh, the uh, founder of Patron Cigars and the chairman of the company, who is just as old as Tony Bennett, by the way, who just recently turned 90. So, wow. So there you go. Uh, so the uh, cigars are suggested retail price in 1950 per cigar, which puts it right up there with the. You know the Anniversarios and the Super Premium. I've been
1: very happy with their premiums. Their their so, cigars are really good.
0: Ian, we talk a lot about uh, on the show about the value, uh, <clears throat> uh, the value of the cigar versus the the cost, the, the price versus quality, price versus quality index. When you spend twenty dollars on a cigar, how good does it have to be to justify a twenty dollar spend? It has to make me think. That I would have paid more for that cigar. Oh, now see, that's a perfect formula.
1: Like okay. that, if you're going to be a number ten on the price versus quantity scale, mm-hmm. you have to think I would have paid more for this. I
0: would, if it had yeah. been more, I would have still bought it. Yeah, and, and uh, yes. wow, and I great. found
1: I uh, my wife bought me a 45th anniversary uh, Padron. Padron, uh, and man, that was. Uh, well, first off, on a price versus quality scale, is very high for me because it was a gift. Mm-hmm. But- well, of course,
3: yes. But had you been, had you <laughs> paid things are retail, always better sure. when they're free. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. However,
1: however, yeah, I mean uh, that that was just so outstanding.
0: Now we just enjoyed this urban funk house. Um, um, the- Urban Corrective. Funk House from the collective. Urban Funk House—the name of the beer—and the collective is is the brewery. This is not an inexpensive beer, is it?
3: No, sir. That is a uh, that is twelve dollars for that bottle, but it's worth every penny.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I would I would pay twelve dollars yes. for that. Whereas sometimes I won't pay, you know, nine dollars for a six pack. It depends on what. It depends on exactly what. the I beer is I think it's important
3: like. to know what you're going into, what you want out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I I hate that I go into some beers with expectations, having never had it. Mm-hmm. But if 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 I'm going into a beer like that, and I, I want something to to spend some time with, as that beer is, uh, you. I mean, we all agreed uh, in the time off air that that every time you went back to sip that beer, there was something else. That's yeah. it. That, was just yes. Oh. It says
0: uh, on the bottle, it says 100% barrel fermented, yes, sir. which you talked about. Yes, sir. Farmhouse style saison.
3: So farmhouse is- does So that... saison, like I said, originated on the family farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they hydrated workers. So the okay. farms had a brew house. So farmhouse brewing is- saison is a farmhouse style, uh, but saison is also the, the the farmhouse style of brewing. So it's, it's both a specific style of saison, but it's also a style of brewing in the farmhouse.
0: The farmers did it? The monks in the monastery did it. I'm telling you, this beer thing's going to catch on. Oh, one day. Yeah, one day. One of these days. It's going to be big. We um, should invest. It's going to be huge. So, Joey, two questions. Number one, do you, as a part of your job, is one of your job descriptions to actually sample beers so you will know what they taste like?
3: Uh, I wish it was part of my job. Um, <laughs> it is part of my personal life, and it's yeah. less because of my job and more just personal curiosity. Do, um, do, Go ahead. People come up to you all the time and say, "How do I like? How do I get a job like yours?" As a matter of fact, I interesting story. I had a gentleman. Uh, I was called and said that there's there's a man here to see you. And I walked over there and he woke up, shook my hand. He said, "I read about you in the newspaper. Ronnie Crocker just did an article about beer and barbecue, and that was one of the places where I said I drink high life. If I'm going to do barbecue, I'm going trashy. Usually it's Lone Star because that's what's available." And he shook my hand. He said, "We got a lot in common. I like beer too. I want a job, and." Uh,
2: <laughs> i
3: i i think i did the best i could with it but it, it, if only it were that simple right it, i want
1: i want to say to somebody i like beer give me a job
3: yeah
0: that is <laughs> usually when you're going for the job you leave out the part about liking no beer. No, no no we yeah. we
3: love beer but it's 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 <laughs> like we said about breweries working working beer is is a lot of manual labor on every level mm.
0: Well, uh, not only do we love beer, but we also love uh, a great whiskey. And Ian has brought uh, Ian. Tell us again about two gingers. What is this that we're about to sample here?
1: This is a blended Irish whiskey. It's um, it's at a reasonable price point. I'd say price for mm-hmm. quality. It's probably right up the middle there. It's uh, it's it's good. It's not terribly expensive. I actually Easy got to this. Find? Yeah, it's not hard to find. Okay. Um, and I actually got this as a gift, and that was
0: very nice, uh, so I thought I'd bring it in today and gift a little bit as well. It's one of the great things, Ian, about you and me, is that no one can say to us, no one who knows us can say to us, man, you're hard to buy a gift for. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yeah? And the- I would point out that if anybody thinks that, Specs gift card, perfect. Yeah? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty simple when it comes to it. This one's nice.
1: It's it's a good kind of middle of the road. It's got a nice malty uh, sweetness to it. Um, you know, the the artwork on the bottle's pretty easy to get around. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, not ugly. Also, uh, also has directions on the back how to make a big ginger, which is basically uh, ginger ale. Uh, uh, uh and lemon and lime and the whiskey. So mm, I haven't tried it, but right. if the directions are there, I think Sounds I'll have to get to it one of these days. The yeah. the whiskey itself is pretty good. It's uh it's not uh my favorite Irish whiskey. I like I like uh Jameson in general, um mm-hmm.
0: but it's nice. I have uh I have respect for it. This is good. It's got really good uh, I just uh, took a sip. It's got really good Flavor notes. Are you trying this, Joey?
3: I am. And I was, I was, I was, I didn't want to interject. But uh, so, my favorite thing, I'm, I'm just getting into whiskeys. Uh, I recently discovered barrel strength bourbon, and I may be soon <laughs> unemployed and, and on the streets. You do have to
1: add a little water. Bro. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know that trick yet. Yeah, you have I to just, add a little water. I just once. put
3: a straw in and then go. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's beautiful. And then the, the next morning is not as great. But uh, my favorite thing about single malt, going back to what you were talking about, American single malt and single malt in general. Uh, Bourbon, for me, because of the the, the large portion of corn required, uh, bourbon always has kind of that corn twang Mm -hmm. uh, that I unfortunately associate with cheap. Um, And single malt just does not have that. But single malt doesn't have that big pronounced barrel flavor that you get in bourbon, that heavy charred American oak. Mm -hmm. And I was going to mention while you were talking uh, about the single malt is uh, Balcones, Texas single malt. Mm -hmm. Uh, That has been one of my favorite whiskeys because it's one year, 100% bourbon. Or 100% barley, Um, aged in small barrels, so they get more character over a short amount of time. Uh, They took it overseas in a blind tasting, side by side with guys like McAllen. They won. Uh, New York Times picked it up, did an article on it, and for six plus months, you couldn't see, you couldn't find that liquid on our shelves because it was all going to New York and it was all going to these guys shopping for this bottle. About fifty-five dollars on the shelf. Um, Just exceptional liquid out of Waco, Texas.
0: Yeah, I've had that. It's actually
1: quite. That's good.
3: yeah. It's big, rich, sweet, mm-hmm. just incredible, incredible liquid.
0: Wow. Well, this is actually quite good. Uh, and I get a, a little bit of a citrusy like uh, uh, finish uh, to it, which I really like. I, I I like that in my beer as well. I like the like the session IPAs that have the the citrus uh, finish, and this has a little bit of that, which makes it very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, to drink, and,
3: and I get a little wait. spice. So,
0: this yeah. is uh, yeah, and this is pretty easy to
1: drink. It's also a good, it's a good price point to mix too. It's a good flavor, and it's a good price point mm-hmm. to mix too. So you don't feel bad if you're gonna if you're gonna mix it with ginger ale or something like that. Which by the way is actually quite good. I've had <laughs> ginger ale. I don't know about the lemon and lime that they suggest, but the ginger ale and
0: Irish whiskey is quite good. Now I may be trying some. Some of that uh, that ginger, the big ginger, is that what they the drink is ginger, called? Yeah, yeah, I like I like the idea. It's, it sounds good to me.
1: Sometimes things just go together, and to Sometimes me, Irish <laughs> whiskey and ginger ale are work well. That's like the uh, like the uh, Kraken and Dr Pepper. Oh man, what a combo! That's, I that don't is. know what it that is, that is, is about the, those oh, two things. Oh,
0: they're, they're just made for each other. It's the perfect marriage of flavors. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, love it. So we'll talk about that in an upcoming show. Uh, also coming up on uh, next week's show. Um, Cuban cigars, are they legal now? What is the real story? I'm finding there's a lot of confusion about what, because you know that recently uh, some of the. US uh, positions against Cuba have been lightened and you can now travel to Cuba and to, so does this mean Cuban cigars are legal? Well, not exactly. But it's progress, so we'll tell you about that. We've got a whole report on that uh, coming up in in our next uh, next episode, uh, one week from today. And uh, what else do we have going on? We're going to be doing some more tasting. We have, we have a number of special guests lined up. I'm not sure yet who's going to be on next week, but uh, we're really excited about uh, about some of the guests that we have in the offering. And Joey Williams uh, from Specs, can, will you come back and do
3: this with us again? Whatever you guys need, whenever you need it. I will I will unfortunately I torture you um, our, our door I is open
1: it. anytime you have beer in your hand uh, I, I and sometimes wait, when you know yeah.
3: i was i was waiting for the beer part yeah
0: and we also <laughs> by the way would love for you to connect us who who at specs is the you in the cigar department we should connect with that person too
3: we've got a handful of people that you you should absolutely talk to uh mm-hmm. ryan holder is one of our district managers but he's huge on the cigars Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Williams is another manager in the store at Smith Street that's big on cigars. But you could talk to Jordan. You could talk to Jeff, Marcos, all the guys in there. Just like every department, there's, there's somebody in there that's passionate. And just like you, in their free time, smokes cigars, looks at cigars, reads about cigars. It's it's just about as bad as beer. Uh, They unfortunately (laughs) they unfortunately consume as much as they sell.
0: Well, I love that. That's but that's that's, and that's how it should be. You know, I really think if you're you say that, but they
3: they don't pay me enough for me to do
2: that (laughs) on a regular basis.
0: Oh man, Joey Williams uh, from uh, Specs, beer guru from Specs. Uh, flagship location. It has been a pleasure having you on the Thank show. Thank you guys very much. And not just for the beer, by the way, yes, but sir. enjoy the beer conversation as well. And, uh, and you're pretty knowledgeable about a lot of other things, too. The uh, the whiskey
3: and the I cigars. I
1: like pretty so well. In the, so in the last good. couple seconds, I just want to say, one of these, the Funkworks uh, Nelson Savin, mm. on the bottle it says, pairs well with edible packing peanuts. I love it. As a, as a you know last thought today.
3: Yeah. Don't even explain that. Just let that be the end yeah. of it. Take That's that it. with
0: you and have a wonderful week. Thank you for sipping, smoking, and savoring uh, with us. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Sip, Smoke, and Savor. Search it. I'll talk to you next week.
2: living in the Bill of Rights. Human army surplus